FFM Productions presents Two Wild Orchids. Not Your Mother's Podcast. Hi, I'm Sean Lee, and I am here with Madam A. We are here with Madam A, and when she's my friend, she's not Madam A, but today she's Madam A, because she is the femdom that I have told you about for so long. Is that right? I am. You didn't like me at the beginning, though. <laughs> you weren't exactly likable. <laughs> I'm always likable. You just have to come up and say hi. Okay, so for those of you that have remembered the story that we've told in season one about when I went to FetCon, there was this Madam. No, that was Beyond Leather. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. It was Beyond Leather. It was. When I went to Beyond Leather and this woman sat in the audience and said, he only gets to come once a month. And if he doesn't like it, he's not my slave. (laughs) (laughs) And that's you. Yeah, that sounds like me. Welcome. Thank you. (laughs) So, you know what? A lot of people had a lot of questions about that. So could we start there a little bit? Well, I don't think I should have to settle in my dynamic which I have a 24-7 TPE slave, which is total power exchange. So that means I control pretty much everything. Is that exhausting? No, because we set a really strong foundation. I would say in the beginning, it was a little bit exhausting, but we communicate really well and I set my expectations. There's a lot of work and building trust. Okay. So when you say that 24-7 TPE, here's where my brain goes. And I think that several of my listeners' brain would go there as well. So there was this woman that I knew. And every time her husband came home from work, she bitched at him the whole time. I mean, the guy came through the door and she was on his ass. I felt bad for him. Okay. I was like, I dude, run away, run away, run away. And he didn't. So is that what it's like here? It doesn't seem like it would be. No, because if I have to bitch at him every time he comes in the door, he's not making my life easier. And his job is to make my life easier. If he was here right now, he'd clean the wine that I just poured all over my chest. <laughs> <He would. laughs> For those of you who are listening, I just took a big old gulp of wine and it is now on my boobies. <laughs> we'll take volunteers for cleaning that up. I'm sure you get a lot. <laughs> so let's back up. This is more than pro-domination. So pro-dom, the way I've explained it to the audience, is somebody who gets paid to create an environment for someone who wants to live out whatever kink they want to live. Right. Pro-domination is when you're paying a professional dominant to get a scene you want or to submit if you don't necessarily have a femdom in your life or don't have the time to build that dynamic or you want to learn new skills. It's a really good way to get education. Okay, but that's not what you're talking about here. No, this is a completely personal, he's owned, he's my slave, we live together. It's a personal relationship. There's no no money exchanged. No money exchanged. Okay, so let me ask a question then, because I would want to know. You say there's no money exchanged, but you live together. So there's household bills. Mm -hmm. How does that happen? Do you handle all of the finances? Um, I pay the bills with his money. (laughs) So there is money exchanged. (laughs) But not in the traditional way. How do you have that conversation with someone? When you first meet them, it's like, hey, you know what, Madam A, you're really hot. You want to be my 24-7 slave. I want you to clean the house, take care of me, give me your money, and I'm going to pay the bills with it. How's that go down? Well, he's messaged me on FetLife, which is social media. It's like Facebook for fetish people. Facebook for kinksters. Yes. Okay. So I've been on there probably 11 years and he messaged me nine years ago. I don't know if you know that. No, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah. Multiple times. Okay. And I ignored all of his messages because I wasn't quite impressed with them. 
Okay, so how would oh wait, wait, oh my god, this is so good. How would someone impress you in their message? All right. So you shouldn't ever lead with your kink as a as a male submissive. That's something that female dominants do not like. So you don't send a message like, Hi, I wanna serve you naked and do everything you say. Oh my god, I get messages like that all the time. Yeah, no, that has to do with what you want. I want you to tell me what you can do for me. So a better message would be, What can I do to make your life better? Oh, I've gotten a couple of those. Okay. So we can go through those okay. and analyze them okay. and see if they're good fits. Okay. I, I didn't realize there was that difference. So he messaged you nine years ago mm-hmm. and you said... Oh, I didn't reply. And so then what happened? He messaged me again and I didn't reply. And I think it was three or four times. Um, we ended up meeting at a house party randomly. I didn't know who he was. Apparently he recognized me. Well, he'd been emailing you for years by then for (laughs) God's (laughs) sakes. And, um, it was a friend's, we had a mutual friend and he was serving her casually. Mm -hmm. And she kept telling me, she's like, he would be such a good fit for you because he's so extreme. So let me pause you just a second when you say that, because I want to make sure the audience understands. So when you say serving her casually, could you define that for them? He would go over about once a month and clean her house or give her a massage, um, probably mostly cleaning. Okay. So (laughs) women everywhere, I want to make sure we're hearing this right. So you're telling us that there's men out there who their fun thing to do is clean our houses. So to give you an example, Sunday morning, I was out late at a house party on Saturday. So I knew I wasn't going to really want to be too functional on Sunday. So I had one of the submissives who serves our femdom group, and we'll probably have to get into that. Mm -hmm. Um, He brought us me breakfast in bed in the morning. So he picked up the breakfast I wanted, drove here, brought it to me. It's a sweetheart. And um, then we went to Home Depot because I was making some toys. <laughs> okay. So the guy who showed up here giving you breakfast is not your 24-hour slave. No. How does your 24-hour slave feel about that? Oh, he sent me the sweetest message. He texted me and he was like, my owner, I'm really happy you have someone to bring you breakfast because he had to work early that day. So it was impossible for him to give you breakfast and he was grateful that someone else did. Okay. So one of the things that we've talked about on my show, and I, I'm assuming you've listened to every episode and memorized it. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Is I actually have been sharing your episodes. I've been sending out links. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. You hear that? Everyone take a note from Madam A. Send out the links. <laughs> But what I'm hearing is there's a lot of love in that space. There was not a lot of jealousy or envy or how could you bring my woman? Well, his job is to make my life easier. That is the foundation of our relationship. So if someone else can make my life easier, why wouldn't he want me to have that in my life? I've had multiple people serve me Mm -hmm. while with him. Mm -hmm. Okay. So to put it in perspective, when I first met you, we've told so many stories about you on the show. When I first met you, you told me there was a slave that was under consideration. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what does that mean? It's like on the job training. (laughs) Kind of. So it's kind of saying, I'm open to you serving me, but I don't want to put my stamp of ownership on you or my stamp of approval on you until I'm sure you're the real thing. So explain that a stamp of ownership. When I think about ownership and slave and the language that can be somewhat offensive to people from the vanilla Mm -hmm. world. We have our history with slavery and 
the white man and all of that. So let's kind of establish really quick that that's not what this is about. No, it's completely consensual. Okay. So, so your slave is your slave because he chooses to be and wants to be. Yeah. He has a car. He can leave. Okay. That's true. (laughs) If you really wanted to. All right. And all right. And so his desire to serve you, let's go back to that party. Mm -hmm. So I walked by him and I think he said something like Madame or he said something to me and I looked down at him. He's sitting on the floor naked. And I said, are you allowed to speak? Oh my God. That was my first (laughs) words to him. Because I knew he was in service and I didn't know if he was in a high protocol service. I think those were my first words to him. Are you allowed to speak? That's (laughs) funny. I think so too. (laughs) People just assume. (laughs) But um, he said, I don't know. And then I walked away. So that was our conversation. And then what happened? We chatted on FetLife for a year because I wanted to make sure he was the real thing. Mm-hmm. And then he came to my house to serve me at a house party. And the rest and what did he do to serve you at that party? He set up for the party. So put out wine glasses, put out towels on the play furniture. That would be things like, I think at that point I had a spanking bench, a human cage, um, probably some sort of cross to tie people up on. Uh, so so he, he got all the toys ready. Yeah. He got everything ready. Oh yeah. Hung up all the toys. Okay. Um, and then greeted people when they came in, got them a drink if they wanted to drink and kind of was there if anyone needed anything. This is a sex podcast. So everybody's got sex questions. Do you guys have sex? Yes, okay. we do. So, but he's only allowed to come once a month, once a month. And there's a reason for that. Okay. We all want to know. Okay. So when a man orgasms, they typically lose motivation and interest. It changes the brain chemicals Mm -hmm. for a good 48 hours. Okay. So I want him to only orgasm once a month because the more he's denied, the more he is not allowed to orgasm, the more submissive he gets, the more attentive he gets, the sweeter he gets. And I like that. So when about the one week mark of denial... He's a really, really good slave. Um, He's feeling it, the denial. At the two-week mark, everything is, my owner, what can I do for you? What can I do to make your life better? The three-week mark, he gets really focused. He might run around the place humping my leg. (laughs) Kind of focused. Like He's really feeling it. Um, And then usually at about four weeks, because of prostate health. I want to make sure that, you know, he has a healthy prostate. So you want to let them orgasm once a month. If you're not doing that, you should do prostate milking. Oh, we need to know about, (laughs) well, tell us about prostate milking. So prostate milking is when you put your fingers in their ass and Mm -hmm. you're massaging the prostate until the fluid is released. So So is it kind of like an orgasm for that? It's kind of like an orgasm. The fluid buildup, it clears the pipes, but you don't get the pleasure of an orgasm. So if he's been bad, you milk his prostate. I don't prostate milk because I'm pretty lazy. <laughs> I'm a lazy sadist and dominant. Like if a toy hurts, um, but I, it takes almost no effort, I'm all about it. If it's heavy and I have to swing it and I'm going to get tired, I'm not interested. You say that, and I'm hoping after we get done here, because I do quickies, right? So we have our weekly show on Thursdays, which is what we're doing now. But once a month, or sorry, once a week on Mondays, I do a quickie. And I would love to do a quickie with you. Hey, baby, what's your name? Let's do a quickie. <laughs> on. 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 Actually, on the Florentine flogging. Oh, okay. Because I think that's so beautiful when you do that. Yeah. But until somebody's seen it, they can't quite experience the beauty of it. Right. We could put a video up maybe. Yeah. And that's, that's usually what I do for a quickie is I usually do a video. Okay. 
So it'll be easy to do. When did you guys move in together after all of that? We've been living together um, probably about two years. So do you fuss at him all the time? No, no, I have, I'm busy. I have things to do. (laughs) And more important things to do than argue. Yeah, I'm working on my second master's degree. I'm very active in the BDSM community. I have a full-time job. I'm busy. I don't have time to micromanage. He knows what he's supposed to do. And when he doesn't do it. He's pretty good at this point. He's been serving me for three years. (laughs) Okay, so let's pretend for the sake of people who want to get into this and don't know how. Mm -hmm. Because I think female-led relationships in my experience, and maybe this is the norm outside of that life. I wrote an article a couple of years ago talking about women are better leaders than men. And I have this whole belief. You want to hear my bear story? I do. Okay. <laughs> I have this great bear story. So my bear story is this. Back in the day, don't get me started on dates, you guys. Okay. But back in the day, right, that men were hunters and women were gatherers. We made camp. We took care of babies. We let the men come home and have sex with us, whatever. But men would chase the bear into the woods. Okay. But if the bear got too scary or the woods got too dark, then men would just pick a different set of woods and a different bear to hunt. We women weren't given that luxury Mm -hmm. because if the bear showed up at camp, we killed the bear. There's no man to call. There's nobody to show up to fix our problem. We just killed the bear and kept raising the babies. So I did an article a couple of years ago about how women are better leaders than men only because we had to in an evolution space, Mm -hmm. right? So when I think about female-led relationships, there's a lot of stigma out there about if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, right? which I think is bullshit. But is it bullshit? I think every relationship is so unique that it's hard to generalize. But one thing I do want to point out is when people say female-led relationship – I like the term loving female-led relationship. Ooh, tell me more. Well, because a lot of people think femdom or that the power exchange, mm-hmm. right? Meaning one person is higher than the other. One person has more power. There's also a lot of love and affection there. Okay. Even if I'm hurting him. Okay. Well, you've seen me play. So I have seen you play. And you it's can always been very, there's so much love. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I've seen in female-led relationships that let's label them for the sake of our discussion as mm-hmm. unhealthy. Okay. Okay. Is You mean vanilla I FLRs. Mean, I mean vanilla FLRs. Okay. Yes. Okay. So it's the it's like the conversation we were having earlier that whenever this particular guy came home, she like laid into him about everything he did wrong. And I felt so bad for him. So when you said to me, female-led relationships in the beginning, that was where my brain went. Well, the big thing is that's not consensual. It's not pre-negotiated. It's not discussed. No, he's pissed all the time. Right. He hasn't said, oh, I want to give you the power, which is completely different in the BDSM scene because you're both going into it saying, this is what I want and I'm okay with it. So there's no resentment when I take the lead because that's what he wants and that's what was negotiated from the beginning. So how would a woman who feels that her husband might be happier submissive? Uh, Talking him into it, I think, is a bad idea, just by the very virtue of the nature of the discussion. Oh, yeah, let me talk you into being submissive, baby. I just don't think that's going to go for either side. How does that work? Okay, say, especially if you have a partner with high-powered position or something where they're in charge at work. Okay. Wouldn't it be nice to come home and not have to worry about anything because every decision is made for you, right? What do you want for dinner? This is what I want. I want salmon with vegetables. You don't even have to think. Go to Publix or the grocery store. Right. Cook the dinner. Okay. Done. 
it's so, easy for them. So Steve Jobs, you know, and you know, everyone knows who Steve Jobs mm-hmm. was. Steve Jobs wore the same jeans and the same turtleneck every day with the understanding it was one less decision he had to make because he made so many decisions all the time. I bet he's in a female-led relationship. I will bet you he was actually in <laughs> retrospect, right? I'll bet you that Lorraine took care of everything. I think this is his wife's name. Mm-hmm. Took care of everything because he just was like, I have so many other things to think about. This is the last thing I need to think about. Right. So what about if your slave wants sex and you don't? <laughs> yeah. If he's humping me too much, like my leg, like a dog, maybe he'll sleep on the floor that night because I want the bed to myself. Oh my he God. doesn't make the decision. I choose when we have sex, how we have sex. And just because, and this is a huge misconception, just because he at orgasms once a month doesn't mean we're not having sex a lot. He's just not allowed to orgasm during the sex. What if he did? Oh, that would be a reason to be punished. <laughs> <laughs> we want to know about that. <laughs> okay. So some of the punishments I've done with that, he hates a chastity cage. It's a cage you put around his cock mm-hmm. so that he can't get hard. It's metal. Mm-hmm. So it actually hurts if he gets hard. Can he wear it with his work pants? I've made him wear it to work maybe once or twice, but it's pretty distracting. And the one we have is really bulky. So I don't usually do that. Okay. But he doesn't do well on lack of sleep. Okay. So he gets a lot of erections at night, especially since he's denied. Um, Even if he does have an orgasm, you know, he's pretty horny still because he only came once in that month. Right. So if I make him sleep in the cage, he hates that. That's a horrible punishment um, because it hurts. And and that's something he would get if he orgasmed in mm -hmm. sex. Yeah, probably a beating too. Define to everyone what a beating is because until they've seen you, they don't know what that means. It's a light smack on the ass with my hand. So like how many, how many times is no. he lightly um, smacked on No, your- I have this awesome rubber stick. I call it the punishment stick. Um, I got it at Leatherworks, which is an amazing store. Mm-hmm. And it hurts. And I'll smack him with that. I'll put him over my knee and just hit, wail on him. So the difference between a fun play scene and a punishment scene would be when you're doing fun play, you want a slow build up. So mm-hmm. you give their body chance to release endorphins mm-hmm. and they don't really feel it and it feels good and they feel kind of high and spacey and mm-hmm. it's nice. Well, with a punishment, I'm going to wail on him with no buildup so that it hurts very bad. Um, I might give him a caning. I love making them write lines. I think writing lines is really helpful as a punishment because they're writing over and over again what they did wrong. So it's, give me an example. So I okay. can let's let's get, let's make it easy for him. Let's not give him any energy. So he had an orgasm when you guys were having sex. He wasn't supposed to. Mm-hmm. How would that go down? I haven't had him write lines for that. But that's let's more pretend. a beating. But okay, to give that's you more a beating. That's a beating offense. In yeah. case anyone was, wondering. we have a contract that lists out all of this. Like okay. punishments would be taking me to the opera or something because he hates the opera. Let's see. So I had him write lines. One of the lines he had to write was, "I will protect Madam's property." Okay, what did he do wrong? Uh, someone touched him who I was not comfortable with touching him oh. and he's my property oh this is gonna get good so we had to write that 500 times 500 times but I had him do it while I was at a femdom event that he had to drive me to while he sat in the car and didn't have any fun and he had to write lines while I was inside at the event having fun so what would be the benefit to men? Because I, as it seems to me, like, it sounds like a lot of fun as a chick. Like I'm in. I don't know why every woman doesn't have this type of relationship. I'm starting to wonder why I don't have this type of relationship. But for men, what's their payoff? I'd love to interview him sometime and ask this question. Oh, he'd probably be up for it. I would be really interested yeah. in talking to him. Um, he says it's almost like he gets into a deep meditative state. 
Okay. So it's this deep trance-like state of relax relaxation, which is kind of called subspace. Mm-hmm. So that's submissive space. Mm-hmm. And he just says he's happy. He's happy serving. He gets such a sense of pleasure from it, from doing something that makes his partner or my partner's happy. And when he displeases you, what's that like for him on the inside? You suppose? So we found when he does something I don't like, it hurts him emotionally because he does want to please me. He's uh, submissive at heart. Mm-hmm. He wants to make me happy. Mm-hmm. And it bothers me if he does something he's not supposed to. So the beating is actually a way for us to get past it. We don't hold on to that emotional hurt or resentment. When I beat him, he's taken the punishment. It's done and over. We can move on. Huh. That's a really interesting idea because there are so many couples that hold on to long-term resentments Mm -hmm. because they're unresolved. Right. And we've talked about this so much, the two of us, and it's amazing. You know, we fight like anyone else. Right. Not often because we do have the power exchange, but things, of course, are going to come up when you live with someone Mm -hmm. that... He left the toilet seat up. No, that doesn't happen anymore. (laughs) He knows better. That, no. (laughs) If you are in a femdom relationship, you don't do that. There was one party. So my group has femdom events. Mm -hmm. And that is all female dominance and male submissives. Mm -hmm. And someone left the toilet seat up at the dungeon. And there was an announcement made. Whoever did this, what are you thinking? You are at a femdom event. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was did all not the boys good. Get, did all the boys get beaten for it? They didn't. They got a lecture. Oh, they should have all gotten a beating, don't you think? And then they could have told on the other. <laughs> Look at me. Listen to me. I'm like, oh, let's beat instigator. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like poking going, hey, don't you think we should get out that rubber stick? <laughs> <laughs> I have to show you my toy closet. I, I want to see the toy closet. Yeah. We might have to show <laughs> some pictures of the toy closet. Okay, so... I think that one of the challenges that I personally had with the idea of a FLR, which is female led relationship mm-hmm. is the idea that we as women are supposed to, as even as I say this, I'm annoyed at myself, but your dad is your dad. It's like this big, strong guy. That's your dad. And, and there's a lot of women out there who believe that the man should be the strong dominant caretaker. Well, I want a strong partner just because I have a slave who is submissive doesn't mean he's weak in any way. He's very alpha, uh, very strong, very intelligent, but I'm the one in charge because I want to be. So to give you an example with female led, it's all about what you want. Sometimes like cooking very rarely, but if I want to cook that night, I'm going to cook. Okay. Because that's my choice. Okay. So if you want to go down on him, that's your choice. No. I don't want to do that. But if you did. <laughs> if I did, of course. Yes, that's my choice. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, don't. I like biting it. Okay. Say that's it. So <laughs> if you want to go to, if you want to, you know, take his cock in your mouth and bite on it hard, that's up to you. Right. Yeah. I own his body. And, and I think it's important to, to establish this. I met him mm-hmm. a couple of times, but one of the things that was so profound to me, and I mentioned it on our FETCON show. If you haven't listened to FETCON, oh, no, I don't think I called it FETCON. I think I called it the kinky show number six from season one. If you haven't listened to that, listen to that show. Because what I talked about was him actually in that show mm-hmm. was his ability to stand there in his own power. Because he's a very powerful man. I think that the assumption is he's this, I hate to use the word subservient because that's not what I'm looking for, but this uh, weak, like meek, kind of meek, mild, yeah. that's not who he is. No. He stood very confidently in his own power as your slave, eager to serve, eager to be who he is and embracing all of that. Most female dominants don't want a doormat. 
they don't want someone that is weak or can't hold a conversation. They want a strong person. Why would I want to dominate someone that anyone can dominate that will be submissive to anyone? I want someone that knows their worth and chooses to submit to me because they see my worth. So I met this guy at, it was at Beyond Leather, I think. It, I'm pretty sure it was at Beyond Leather. And you'd probably know him if I told you him, so I'm going to skip the name. But he was so overtly obnoxious with everyone. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, it, it turned me off. I think a lot of dominants in general, when they're insecure, they become Miss or Mr. Domidom. Mm-hmm. And it comes from a insecurity of trying to prove something maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to tell you what I did and you'll appreciate this very much. So sometimes I know everyone is shocked by what I'm about to say, but sometimes my mouth overloads my brain. <laughs> okay. And stuff comes out of my mouth and I'm as shocked as anybody that it comes out of my mouth. So I went to Exotica this weekend mm-hmm. and they had a really good dungeon area. I know you sent me a video. Okay. I got to <laughs> tell you, it was good. I was so wishing you were there. They had the big spinny wheel of fortune. I wanted to be on the wheel of fortune so <laughs> bad. I want to let you spank me on that because that looked like fun. Okay. So there was a guy there and he called himself, um, let me make up a name. Audrey Hepburn is in the, is in the picture here. So we're going to call him, um, Hepburn. Yeah. Hepburn. <laughs> Sir Hepburn is what he called introduced himself as. Okay. So he called himself Sir Hepburn and the energy he put off was not Sir Hepburn. Mm-hmm. It was, and maybe that's because I've spent some time in the, in, in the King community, but I recognized real quick, it was not dominant energy. It was dominant wannabe energy. Mm-hmm. It was top energy. It just wasn't. Right. So when he introduced himself to Sir Hepburn, I said, hi, Hepburn. <laughs> and I didn't realize until after it came out of my mouth, how really disrespectful that was. Well, just because he has a title doesn't mean you have to use that title. Ah, right. Right. Because you can't force someone else into your world. reality, your world. Right. right. Just because I go by Madam A, people don't have to call me Madam A. Most of the people in the community know my real name mm-hmm. and they're welcome to use it. I really don't care. Mm-hmm. Just because someone is submissive doesn't mean they're my submissive. Now, if they're at a femdom event and that's the pre-established dynamic, I'm going to expect a certain level of protocol and respect. But if I'm at an event where one, it's not my event, two, it's not femdom and mm-hmm. someone's submissive, I'm not going to expect them to be submissive to me. I think you raise a very good point because one of the things that I have read about on FetLife and some of the others, and this is something I just kind of want to caution our listeners, is a lot of times I'll see people write in, a quote-unquote dominant will write to a female submissive, and they already expect her to obey. And I'm always fascinated by that. I'm like, Mm -hmm. red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. Don't do that shit. No, no one likes that. No one no. likes that. <laughs> Even as a dominant, first of all, I don't like being called mistress. I don't. I don't. Like I don't like the term either. Isn't that interesting? It's not for me. Right. And I'll have these guys message me, and they'll be like, "Oh, mistress, I'll do whatever you want, and I'm your slave, and I'll be the perfect slave." First of all, you're not my slave. Second of all, I'm not your mistress. Don't call me that. You know, mm-hmm. I just get irritated. Speak to me like a normal person, and that's a problem a lot of people have when messaging on a platform like FetLife. Mm-hmm. Because they expect us to not be real people, maybe. Huh. So it's interesting. I talked about on one of my other shows that I met a guy on a um, dating site, and he had inadvertently mentioned masturbation mm-hmm. in the call, in the text. And so every time I texted with him, he brought it up. And I finally had had enough and sent him a message and said, 
if you'd met me at a bar, would you be talking to me about how you play with your penis? Right. And he immediately, he, you know what? He gave the best answers he could have get, given, mm-hmm. which was, I so fucked up. I'm so sorry. You know, and I ended up going on a date with him. He's a nice enough guy. But the point is, is that that's awareness, isn't it? So that's what I say when I say don't lead with your kink. Okay. Don't lead with what you're looking for. Even if you're calling me mistress and saying all the things you want to do for me, that's mm-hmm. leading with your kink. I'm going to be a dude for a minute. Hold on. <clears throat> so, uh, baby, what's your, what's your sign? No. <laughs> Do you see the look on my face? <laughs> if I were a submissive and I wanted to be in a female-dominated relationship or even a male-dominated relationship, as a submissive, how should I approach you? Okay. Hi, Madame A, because that's my name on FetLife. So you know I'm comfortable with that. Okay. I read through your profile. I read your whole profile and all your writings because my writings say, please read this before messaging me. Mm-hmm. And it tells you exactly how to go about meeting me. Okay. So if they don't do that, I know they didn't read anything, but okay. I like this, this, and this about your profile. Okay. Uh, these are the things I can offer to you. I would like to do whatever makes your life easier. Okay. What would be a place that would be convenient to meet? Is there an event you're going to? Because my writing does say I only meet new people at events. Okay. If you're not willing to go out of your way, I'm not going to meet you. Okay. Right? Going to an event shows that you're serious. And a lot of the female dominants I know do that. It's safer. I'm going anyway. You know everybody there. Right. You're in a safe space. Okay. So let's look at this another way. Mm-hmm. Now, you're the dominant and okay. you want me because I am remarkable, let's be clear. Mm-hmm. And I'm submissive and you, and I have a writing that says I'm submissive. How would you approach me in that space? I don't approach submissives. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. There aren't a lot of female dominance and okay. there are a ton of male submissives. Okay. There are a lot of them. There are. Yes. I get at least five to 10 messages a day. A day. A day. A day. Yeah, I know. I'm and I really wrong. do. If they're respectful, I try to respond to all of them. Most of my messages are treating me like Google. Most of them. Tell me more. Tell me more about that. So what events are in the area? Is this person safe to play with? Because I know a lot of people in the scene. So Mm -hmm. we we vet. Vetting is when you check around with the community to make sure the person has a good reputation. And then, yeah, pretty much questions. Where did you get this toy that I saw in the picture? You know, things like that. But I don't really like go looking for some FSIVs. One, I have an own slave. Right. So if someone messages me and I get so many messages, I'm kind of like, if they're interested, they'll message me. Yeah. Okay. Now, when I saw your slave in Augustine, say, I can never remember. It's a Saint. Saint state. Pete. Okay. It's a Saint. Saint Petersburg. State. Okay. Yeah. It's he Finnish wore color. a very big collar <laughs> with a very large brass. It is a cast iron collar. It probably weighs how much? A lot. A lot. He needs the <laughs> reminder sometimes. He's sassy. He is sassy. sassy, especially when he drinks. He's sassy. I know you told So for those of you that don't know, when I met Madam A at uh, Beyond Leather, her slave had been sassy and she had told him two drinks. And I guess on drink number three, she had made sure that that was not going to be acceptable. And you beat the shit out of him. (laughs) I think I also blindfolded him and put a hood on him and had him following me around the convention with me clicking, going... So, so that he could find me walking blindly. That, I heard about that. I didn't get to see that, but I heard about that. But was how was that for him? It helped him get back into that submissive state that he really loves. We now have a new role since then. Mm-hmm. He's allowed two drinks, but the third drink he has to ask and then bring to me to kiss so that I can keep track. Wait, what do you mean bring to you to kiss? Because if he, he likes beer. Okay. So if he goes to the bar and gets a beer, he okay. says, my owner, may I get a third beer? 
yes. He'll, and then he will bring it to me to kiss before he takes a sip. Oh, so that's your way of blessing. Yeah. Okay. And I actually got that from a female dominant friend of mine. Mm-hmm. You'll, I'll introduce you to her okay. one day. You'll love her. I'm sure and she I will. kisses all of her slave strengths as like a blessing. Like, there you go. I'm fucking fascinated by you, right? <laughs> Just fucking fascinated. So, one of the things you said to me once is you said, I've been really sick because we were supposed to have dinner. Oh, yeah, that was and, bad. And you said, I can't come. I'm so sick. I'm dying. Okay, <laughs> I had but, the plague. Yeah, but you can come over, she says, because she wants to give me the plague. <laughs> but you can come over as my, my male slave of the moment cleans my house. <laughs> I said, shit, where can I get me one of those? <laughs> yeah, I was really, really sick. And he came and... And it wasn't your normal slave. No, he was the one that was serving our whole group at the time. And mm-hmm. he came and cleaned and then went out and got me food and massaged me and then quietly left. I was too sick. So there's no expectation, right? It's not, if you come over and clean for me, I'm going to play with you. Okay. That's because I want true servitude. I think that's an interesting, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think that's what women, and I'll include myself in that, in that dynamic is the idea that if the rule of reciprocity, you know, like communication one-on-one, the rule of reciprocity, if I do for you, then you do for me. Yeah. But you're saying that's submissive and you're saying that's not the case. Oh no, there it is. They get to be in my presence. I just think I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be you when I grow up. <laughs> I'm giving them the opportunity to serve. So the boy who brought the food over on Sunday, okay. I texted him what I wanted and his response was, thank you for the opportunity. And then when he left, he thanked me again. So let me ask a bare, very basic question. He paid for the food. He did. However, if he had, and we have, a, he's known me many years. Mm-hmm. Um, if he said to me, Madame, I'm a little short on cash this You'd week. I, of course. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of curious because I've read about um, financial domination. So I am not a fin dom. That's the. Okay. So F I N dom versus F E M dom. Yes. Okay. I'm so a fem dom, not a fin, fin dom. dom. Financial okay. domination. Okay. So tell me about that because that makes no sense to me. So I think it's interesting. <laughs> by the way, financial domination, it's men who want to give up their money and control a t- sometimes blackmail is involved to a female dominant and they want to wait, be wait, wait, used. Pause. Wait, 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 what do you mean by, what do you mean by blackmail is involved? Well, ro- role play back blackmail. Like the fin dom will say, if you don't do this, I'm going to do this. If you don't do this, I'm going to tell your wife you gave me all your money. Right. Or right. I'm going to send pictures of you to your work. And that is a kink for them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause they're giving up the control and they're being used. They like that feeling of being used, kind of taken advantage of. I'm not passionate about Findom. It doesn't really do anything for me, so I'm not into it, but teach their own. I'm, Your I'm kink here isn't astonished. my kink, but it's great. <laughs> you know, who was it? It was, um, and I hate to use anyone's name, but it was somebody that we went to the dominant roundtable with. And mm-hmm. He said it so beautifully. Um, and I want to give the person who said it credit. So know in advance, you're getting credit, even if I'm not using your name. We don't know if we can, who's comfortable being, being named. Names, so right? we're making a point not to use names. Right. But it said, don't yuck on my yum. Yeah. I remember when he said that. And I thought that yep. was fucking brilliant, <laughs> right? Because that's whether or not you're talking about food. That's whether you're talking about sex. Don't yuck on my yum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's yummy. Don't you yuck on that. Right. I loved that. I thought it was just really brilliant. Okay. I have a zillion more questions for you, but what I would like to do is I'd like to invite you back because I'm going to bet I'm going to get a lot of questions for you from people. So here I am. I've been married to my husband, let's say five years. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how do I get him to be my slave? There's a lot of really good books out there. If 
he's open to reading it, but I would say have an honest conversation because if someone isn't kinky, if they're vanilla, you're not going to be able to turn them into something that they're not. I think it's something you have to have at your core. You have to really enjoy it and it has to be a part of you, especially if it's 24 seven, right? Because not everyone's 24 seven. Some people just do it in the bedroom. Some just do it at events once in a while. Mm -hmm. It depends on your dynamic. So maybe what made you do 24 seven? I'm sorry to cut you off. What made you do 24 seven? It's just who I am. It's not something I can really turn off. I I like being in charge. I've been married before. And when my ex-husband asked my father, if he spoke to him before he Mm -hmm. asked me to marry him, my dad said to him, are you sure you want to do that? Because she likes to be waited on. (laughs) So this is something that's me. You know, so what I'm hearing from you, and this is something that I hope my listeners are also hearing is, is a level of self-acceptance. You're like, look, here's who I'm not. I'm not going to have your slippers and your beer waiting for you as you come through the door. That is not who I am, but I damn sure expect you to have it for me. Right. And I think that's a big part of it is being your authentic self and coming to terms with that and being able to communicate it to your partner. And so if you have those feelings and you don't have a partner who is conducive to that, Mm -hmm. you know, I think women are intuitive, right? We know what our guys will do and what they won't do. And sometimes they surprise us, but for the most part, we got a pretty good handle. Your ex-husband is your ex-husband because? Uh, He's not submissive. He uh, identifies as a dominant, which happened through the course of our marriage. He evolved into that. And I'm not looking for a dominant male in my life. I don't know that most women are. I think we think we want it, but I don't know. There's a lot of female submissives that want it. Really? Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. I think that we think we want it. And then when they try to boss us around, we're like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's just a brat, which is a whole nother realm for BDSM. Maybe I'm a brat. (laughs) I, I would never date vanilla. So I'm not going to have that problem because, yeah, I I wouldn't date vanilla in the first place. It just wouldn't work for me. But a lot of people, okay, so a lot of married couples get into this and they start vanilla Mm -hmm. and then they evolve into it together. Mm -hmm. So I would recommend one, finding your local dungeon, your local community, going to the classes, not necessarily the play parties, but the discussions. The classes have been so effective for me. Like I've learned so much. I got really lucky when I was about 19. I had a couple at that point. So I've been in the lifestyle in the public scene like 14 years. Mm -hmm. So this was, you know, that long ago. They had been in the scene at that point about 35 years. And they totally took me under their wing. And I would go to their house and they would teach me all the different things. Mm -hmm. And uh, they actually own the BDSM store in North Palm Beach, Eurotique. Mm -hmm. I think you've been there, right? We'll put a link in the comments. So that couple took me under their wings and that helped me a lot grow. I think I was really, really lucky because a lot of people kind of fumble through and don't have any formal training or mentors. Well, the good news is, is that people have, are about to have an opportunity to have some yes. formal training. So <laughs> since she, since you let the cat out of the bag, now I'm going to just like let it all out of the bag. Because one of the things that has come up for me and has come up at several events I've been to at this point, when I talk about you, they go, how did she learn to do that? Mm-hmm. 
And I have the same question I had to you from the very beginning. How did you learn to do that, which you just shared? So um, we've got some online courses coming. So yes. for women who want to be in female-led relationships and men who want to allow their submissive side to come forward. And how to even be a better submissive if you're already in the lifestyle. Yeah. Because there's a lot of skills to learn and ways to interact. Well, and I think it's more than spanking. Like I think. No, yeah, no. <laughs> no, because you can have a female-led relationship that has no BDSM. So you can have a female-led where there's the power exchange. You're in charge, but you never hit him. You never tie him up. Well, that doesn't sound like any fun at all. But it's for some people, right? I'm totally with you on that. So um, we met that mistress. Well, I met that mistress. You've known her, the one at um, the dominant discussion. discussion. Mm -hmm. And she was so funny because she saw my, so as you know, Jason is six foot four and 250 pounds. And all she said to me was, I want to tie him up and tickle him. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like 67. (laughs) She likes tying up big guys and she likes that power rush. And she's a little thing. She's a tiny little (laughs) thing. She's a hundred pounds soaking wet. She's 67 years old and she wants to tie Jason up and tickle her. him. I love her. I fell <laughs> she in love with beautiful her. beautiful photos. I saw her. She sent me, she sent me her gallery. It was, mm-hmm. it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. So I have learned so much. They're going to learn more because we are going to put out some courses. I think as I'm looking at it, I'm looking at some female relationship courses and then some pro-dom 101 and 202 because you do do pro-dom. I do. Yes, I do it professionally as well. Uh, I'm very picky about who I allow to serve me even in a professional setting Mm -hmm. because if I'm not into it, I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not into whatever they're into, I'll refer it out to other pro-doms in the area. I think that's important to remember because one of the things that happened to me is I was at, God, I don't know which convention I was at, but I was at a convention. I think it was actually FedCon. And there was a woman who sat on, it said 20 minutes to sit on your face. And I asked her, I said, cause like, I'm like, I study people. I don't care what, what are you thinking when you're sitting on his face? And she's like, I'm thinking I'm going to smother the fuck out of him. <laughs> I was like, okay. So that's an example. I don't do face sitting in my okay. pro sessions. Okay. So if the guy wanted smothering, mm-hmm. I would find Fair someone enough. that was into it. Yeah. Refer okay. him out. And, and I think it's important to remember that you don't have sex with them. I mean, no. I want to be very clear No, so that. pro-doms don't have sex with the submissive or so, fetishists that come and see them. Right, so it's not prostitution. I want to no, just, I want to put that different. out there because I it's, think people assume that. It's domination. What I specialize in, uh, impact play, because I'm a huge sadist. I like giving pain. Right. Feminization. I love what is that? What does that mean? So cross-dressing. So you get people to cross-dress. You get men to cross-dress. I do it to them. You do it to mm-hmm. them. So tell me what that would be like. If- so I might tie him up and put makeup on him and a wig, paint his nails, put him in a pretty little dress and make him prance around for my entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> it just depends on what I'm into. And they like that. They do. Yeah. And so you taught me a lot about foot worship because I was fascinated. I love my foot boys. That's a huge passion of mine. Okay. So tell us all about that because you come from the perspective of having your feet worshipped. Yes. Okay. Tell us about that. There's something about having a man under your feet and it's just such a power rush, right? Mm -hmm. Because feet are kind of looked at as dirty. Mm-hmm. typically. Mm-hmm. So if I'm putting my feet on his face and mm-hmm. I'm using him as a footrest, now I'm into objectification. So I'm, you know, I'm, so objectification means using him as an object, right? Okay. So he's my footstool. And if I'm putting my feet in his mouth, there's something about putting something into a guy's mouth, whether it's a dildo or a foot. I don't know. I like that aspect of it. It's very humiliating. There's a power exchange to it. I love getting my feet massaged. So I'll mm-hmm. have them massage my feet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, I love foot worship. 
you have so many creative ideas about it. Because I remember I told you that there was someone who wanted to worship my feet, and you said, only let him smell one toe or something. Oh, yeah. I like, I like the tease and the you anticipation. Like, you so like, like, you can only smell one of your toes. Yeah, you can smell my foot, but not kiss it or lick it yet. You have to wait for my permission because, right, it's all about power for okay. me. Okay. So I want them to be submissive. There's one guy in particular who it took about a year before I let him kiss my feet. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So it's interesting when you talk about the power because there was I had a female sub for just a split second of time. And I told her when I came through the door, I wanted her to be wearing nothing but panties and heels and be mm-hmm. on a pillow when I came through the door. I came through the door, she's wearing panties and heels and had a tulip in her mouth. It's the hottest fucking thing I've ever so seen. My slave isn't allowed to wear clothing in the house. He's not allowed to use furniture. And I love that. I tell him all the time, he'll be in the kitchen cooking and I'll look over and I'll be like, you know what? There's nothing more that I like seeing than a naked guy serving me and cooking for me. Well, that's why you have those events. (laughs) Maybe. I do the clothes, female, naked, male events. Okay. So for people who don't know, Madam A has an event and it is exclusive and it's invitation only. So do not send me 25,000 emails wanting to come to this. Okay. It sells out in 48 hours. So, okay. I have a permanent spot at the table. I'm <laughs> but anyway, where it's clothes, female, nude, male, women are dressed, guys are not. And the guys show up to serve. Yeah. And it is a femdom atmosphere because you can have clothes, female, naked, male, where it's not femdom. Oh shit. Now right? I'm not confused. So where it's kind of more equal, <laughs> okay. but this is femdom. So we're very into humiliation. The last event we had them doing a hula hoop competition, which is very entertaining when they're naked. That'd be funny. <laughs> That's like doing the helicopter. Yes. Only funnier. Yes. <laughs> they weren't very good. Okay. I am putting in a request because <laughs> I missed the last one. I'm putting in a request for the next one. I want to do the hula hoop. No, I want to do it. I just like to judge. We it. don't ever do the same activity twice. It will be something just as good. Okay. All we right. had one event where we hung donuts from the ceiling mm-hmm. and it was a pussy eating competition. Mm-hmm. So they had to like lick and all the femdoms had stickers mm-hmm. and the guys are naked. So we're putting stickers on the ones that are good. <laughs> we had one, the gay guy, because I use a gay uh, leather dungeon. Mm-hmm. The gay guy jumped in. He won. <laughs> he it. was the best one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So this is great. So if they wanted to have your pro services, how would they get in touch with you? Uh, my website is the madama.com. Madam is spelled M A D A M. There's no E in the Madam A. Okay. I will make sure to put a link into it. In, into it. And then is there if, is there anything that they should mention? If they mention the show, should they? Should they? I'm all about protocol. Okay. My website is very clear on how to message me and exactly what to put into the first message. It says, put this into your first message. The people that don't do that don't typically get a response because why would I want them to serve me if they can't follow that simple direction? Okay. So you're kind of like the government, 11 point, <laughs> 11 point font on yellow paper. Don't bring me some 12 point. A little bit. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Madam A, thank you so much for joining us. Thank I am convinced we're going to have you back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As we get out of here today, you all, you know the rules. If you're going to do it once, you got to do it twice. And if you're going to do it twice, you got to take fucking photos. <laughs> so stay with the two wild orchids so you can stay tuned in and stay turned on.